are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. Hey, everybody, what is happening? It's your girl, Jana, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and where they are now. So, hey, everybody, what is happening? So... Today is the day! Today we are officially breaking down UFC 226! Yes, it is International Fight Week, y'all! Oh, okay. This is the week that we've actually been looking forward to, not only as combat sports fans, but also as MMA fans, ever since the beginning of this year, because the main card or rather the main event of this whole week is of course ufc 226 and the like the main event of that main event of the week you could say is going to be huge because we are having for the first time ever or at least you could say for the first time in the in the in the few years uh we are having two high level fighters facing against one another two high level heavyweight champions facing off against one another and yes of course i am talking about the fight between the current heavyweight champion at the ufc stephen miocic who is going to be fighting against the light heavyweight champion at the ufc of course daniel dc cormier yes i'm talking about those two phenomenal people those two titans yes and yeah you guessed it right holla yeah we're gonna be breaking down that fight here today this episode exclusively here on tko there you have that and not only that we we also have a phenomenal main card by itself to break down if you if you've actually been catching up with our show so last week we broke down the fights that were happening on the preliminary card of this ufc 226 card because we said, okay, it wouldn't really be fair if we only talked about the main, uh, uh, talked about the fights on the main card because there are actually some good fights on the preliminary card as well. But we already talked about those, and I'm so glad that we did so because uh, if we were to actually break them down this episode, I'm pretty sure we would not have enough time to thoroughly talk about everything in in, in so much detail. So I'm glad that we did that uh, yesterday, last week. So just like I said, this week, fam, we are breaking down the main card of UFC 226 and it's going to be so so lit and I, c- I couldn't be any more excited than th- than right now and um, I hope you are as well I, I I've honestly been off the roof ever since uh, Monday because you know how, how usually when Monday starts and you have a phenomenal fight card coming up on the weekend of it, you know throughout the whole fight week you're just super super excited and just so pumped up and um, everybody that has actually been talking to me they're like you you're so hyped up you're so pumped up and um, you know uh, I'm 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 uh, feeling all these um, stuff and I hope that I'm actually transmitting my my hypeness and uh, pumped upness you could say to all of y'all out there to TKO Nation I'm pretty sure as uh, combat sports fans you guys are also super excited and I'm super super happy about that myself so 
Yeah, man, we have a phenomenal episode coming up, but that is not all. The, actually, some things happened over this um, past weekend that I would like to talk about briefly, not not in too much detail, but just briefly talk about them. You know, some um, sh- some shout outs to some um, athletes and fighters and some promotions as well. But in terms of um, updates and news, nothing really that important happens so I'm just going to be talking about those shout outs you could say and then we're getting straight into the breakdown all right so what are we waiting for let's get started okay so oh before we get started I have an announcement so next week after all the UFC 226 um Uh, Hype is over, I would say. We are going to be breaking down Manny Pacquiao's fight. So Manny Pacquiao is finally fighting after such a long time. You guys already know Manny Pacquiao, one of the most legendary boxers of our era, of the modern era. And um, Pacquiao is finally fighting after such a long time. And um, he's fighting on the weekend of... So next week, uh, we're going to be breaking down his fight. And his fight is going to be happening on the Saturday of that fight week. So I believe it will be July 15th or 14th. And so, yeah, the Saturday. I'm not exactly sure about the date. I can actually double check right now. So, yes, it is the 14th indeed. So Manny Pacquiao is fighting on the 14th, on July 14th. And next week, we're going to be breaking down, thoroughly breaking down his fight. Okay, so I just wanted to put that out there in case you guys want to mark your calendars or something because I personally just figured out about uh, this particular fight. I thought it was happening later throughout the year, but no, it's actually happening in two weeks. And that's pretty exciting. So we have that breakdown coming up next week. All right, so now... Let's get down to what we have lined up for today. So, okay, over this past weekend on June 30th, my man Mike Tyson was born about 50 years ago. And um, shout out to Mike Tyson. Of course, he needs no introduction. And um, he's just such a phenomenal guy. And um, I know he's had his own ups and downs in his life. And um, he's been through a lot. And we as the fans have actually witnessed him go through all those stuff. But let me tell you this. That is actually okay because... The important thing is Mike Tyson has actually, you know, he's learned his lessons from life. And now uh, we can we can be proud of him because he has actually um, said, confirmed that he has learned uh, from his mistakes and uh, that uh, uh, that he's trying to become a better person. And he's still trying to battle his uh, inner demons and um, whatnot. But. We, as the Combat Sports fans, are so proud of him because not only because of the phenomenal boxer that he has been and all the phenomenal fights that is actually left behind, but also because of his legacy as a human being. Because, you know, you see some fighters, some athletes that are just super perfect trying to put out that nice mask, you could say, and trying to look like they're invincible and whatnot. But Mike Tyson is one of those guys that actually reminded us that, hey, you could be a badass, but also you could be human too, because you could be going through your own ups and downs and 
sometimes you might not be necessarily dealing with your issues the way that you should be and you're going through some um, uh, problems and things like that but the important thing is that he actually came on top of those things and uh, right now we still have him Mike Tyson thank God he's still with us and uh, we should we should just appreciate him man and um, I don't know if you guys have actually read his uh, autobiography I believe it's uh, it's called the undisputed truth I actually read it a few years back and um, it was phenomenal it was so raw and uh, real the 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 writing style was so real it, it, it honestly felt like Mike Tyson actually got down to the, to his own computer and literally typed his own uh, life out and it was just so just like I said it was so real and and true you felt like it was actually coming out of Mike Tyson's mouth all the things that were being said in his autobiography and uh, as always I would definitely recommend all of you guys to actually go out there and try to read his book his autobiography the undisputed truth and um, just learn more about Mike's character and um, you know the sort of things that that he went through throughout his whole life how uh, you know some we know uh, what sort of things happen with some of his most famous fights for example his uh, famous fight with um, Evander Holyfield in which he actually bit off Evander Holyfield's ear and uh, some of the other fights that he had with some uh, other phenomenal fighters and um, in, in his book and his autobiography talks about the backstory of some of those fights and most importantly actually he talks about the influence of his very first trainer um, uh, Mr. Diamato Cus Diamato and um, how he um, he was the person that made him become a world champion in boxing and that he saved him from himself and he later on also talks about um, his um, conversion to Islam and how his life was also saved in that manner and he talks about a whole variety of things so many touching um, uh, situations he talks about and um, you can actually see Mike Tyson being becoming emotional sometimes in some of the situations that he uh, talks about in his book and um, honestly I'm not trying to be dramatic but when I actually finished that book I, I was in tears because especially the the last few pages of his book are really really emotional and um, he talks about losing one of his um, children and um, you know man Mike Tyson also just like I said he went through a lot of things but the most important thing is not only was a phenomenal and legendary boxer and athlete but he was right now the most important thing is that he as a human being he came on top of his problems and now here he is just trying to live his life and um, enjoy where he is right now so just like I said shout out to Mike Tyson happy birthday Mike Tyson and uh, we hope that uh, you will you will be with us for the remainder of our lives at least and um, try to uh, ch just always be there because your presence is always appreciated all right so yeah shout out to Mike Tyson all right so the next thing that I want to bring up shortly is a news actually you could say you could say a shout out because this, this is the first time guys so you guys if you've been catching up with TKO you know that I 
sometimes have very strong opinions about promoters like combat sports promoters because they don't always do what is uh, the best thing for the fighters and the fans. They usually go with uh, what's right in terms of um, business, okay? But this time around, I'm actually giving a big shout out to one of the best boxing promotions out there, Golden Boy Promotions. Shout out to Oscar De La Hoya. And you guys know I've been talking a lot of trash about Oscar De La Hoya when it came to the Canelo and Gennady Golovkin uh, rematch fights. I talked a lot of trash about Oscar De La Hoya and his promotion. But right now, just like I said, I want to give them a big shout out because finally, this is the first time that this is something like this is actually happening, guys. So Golden Boy Promotions is partnering up with Facebook to broadcast boxing events live to us for free. For the first time ever, we're actually seeing this because here's the thing. The uh, the most free fight that you can get is you uh, getting on your cable and watching just um, uh, scrolling down channels and uh, and just randomly watching a fight that is free on TV. That's as free as uh, as it could get. Until now that Goldenwood Promotions is actually partnering up with Facebook to bring to you the best boxing fights out there for free, okay? And this is phenomenal. It, it, it just makes accessing the fights so much more easier and you don't have to always buy the pay-per-views to watch good fights. And um, I'm just really thankful to um, these two companies because... They, I feel like for the first time ever, they actually figured out what the fans really want. And yeah, I mean, if the fights are actually good enough, of course, we're going to pay for them if it's on a pay-per-view card. But this time around, okay, like things are going to be so much more easier for both parties, I would say. And so just like I said, shout out to Oscar De La Hoya for actually coming up with this genius idea. And um We'll see how this actually works out. Hopefully, it stays around uh, for, for for a while so that we can actually watch some of the super fights that are actually coming up our way in this manner, in this um, uh, live and free manner on Facebook. So, shout out to Golden Boy Promotions and Oscar De La Hoya. Okay. And now, the moment that all of us have been waiting for. UFC 226 main card breakdown. So exciting. Okay, so you guys already know it's happening in Las Vegas, um, July 7th. Okay, do not miss that. Okay, if you do, I don't know what you've been doing on July 7th. If you actually do miss this card, but you better not miss it because you're going to be the one that is going to be regretting it afterwards, okay? So, guys, so just like I said, I've already bro broken down the preliminary fights on our previous episodes. So, if you actually want to listen to those breakdowns, you can go to CFRD.ca or SoundCloud or iTunes to catch up with our previous episode and those particular breakdowns. But now, we are talking about, specifically talking about the main card fights on this UFC 226 card. Oh, actually, um, before we get started with that, I'm just going to briefly talk about some of the events that are happening throughout this International Fight Week. So we have the UFC Hall of Fame um, ceremony happening this week, and uh, we have the Ultimate Fighter uh, finale happening as well. So the Ultimate Fighter season that, um, that the fighters were actually being coached by Daniel Corn 
Cormier and Stipe Miocic. So the finalists are going to be finally facing off against one another, I believe, on Friday. So if you're actually interested, you can definitely catch up with that as well. Unfortunately, me personally, I have not been able to catch up with a single uh, episode of this season of The Ultimate Fighter. Unfortunately, I, I'm really sad about that, but I, I, I just haven't. And, um, you know, if I have time, I will definitely catch up with the fights of the of the finale. But I don't know uh, how far the drama actually got on the show. But uh, I, I bet the fight is actually going to be exciting because... You know, come on, they've been actually been coached by two of the baddest guys on planet Earth. So how could this this fight be actually bad? So if you do have time, do watch the Ultimate Fighter finale. Uh, on Friday and also I talked about the UFC Hall of Fame ceremony for this year and this year one of the main fighters that is actually going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame into the UFC Hall of Fame is the one and only Ronda Rousey man okay I'm just gonna give a bit a quick and big shout out to Ronda Rousey because uh, you guys probably, I, I don't know if I've told you guys uh, this before, but if it were not because of Ronda Rousey, guys, we would not have TKO right now. Your girl would not actually get into MMA as I, I, as, uh, I am in it right now because Ronda Rousey, especially as I was growing up and uh, throughout the past years, Ronda Rousey had been so inspiring to me because she, you know, of course, like she's the first female fighter out there that really put a, a female or yeah, female MMA, women's MMA um, out there in the in the mainstream media and made it more exciting to everybody. And um, I know there were a lot of people out there that were doubting women as fighters, but Ronda Rousey uh, defied all odds and she just came out there just doing constantly doing arm bars and showing how badass she really is and uh, the fact that she's really like uh, the Wonder Woman like the real Wonder Woman of her era and I know some some things actually went down with her and uh, for the past for the past two fights that she had in the in in her MMA career unfortunately she lost but let let us not forget how um, influential of a figure Ronda Rousey has been in the world of MMA and that I feel like we always need to keep that in mind and always appreciate her existence so and I know that she's in the WWE right now but Ronda Rousey I don't know if you're going to be listening to this right now or not but I just wanted to say thank you thank you so much for being out there and for not just um, you know inf- influencing and um uh, inspiring girls young girls like me back in the day but also just being the the good and um, nice and badass person and fighter that you are just thank you for being you and um, shout out to you Ronda Rousey all right so there was that okay I swear now we're going to get into the breakdowns okay so the first fight guys on the main card it is going to be a phenomenal fight between Gokan Saki from Turkey and Khalil Roundtree Jr. Oh my goodness. So Gokan Saki, he's actually on, on the rise because um, the, the past few fights that he's actually had in the UFC uh, have been super phenomenal because he's just so explosive and his striking is actually on point. Gokan Saki, uh, his uh, original background is actually in kickboxing. So, uh, just like I said, his striking is absolutely amazing. 
And so, yes, I know if you actually look at his record is one win and one loss, but let us not forget that all of all of the wins that he's actually had in his professional MMA career have been through knockouts. So if you actually do try to strike with Gokan Saki, you're going to be knocked out cold, okay? So that is definitely what Khalil Roundtree needs to watch out for. I know Khalil Roundtree is a very resilient guy, and that um, he's not really scared to take the fight to the distance. But, um, you know, and uh, having said that, that is actually one thing that Gokon Saki needs to watch out for because if he doesn't um, distribute his energy well enough, then especially with the knockout power that he has and the fact that he really tends to go out there to, to, to just go for the finish when he's striking with his opponents, that's going to be a dangerous thing for Gokan Saki. He really needs to watch out for that distribution of energy. And um, so the key to success of both of these guys. So for Gokan Saki, of course, um, he needs to keep the fights um, um, in, in, a, in a striking mode because, of course, that's his forte. And um, in order to win these fights, it would be really, really useful if he just tried to uh, keep it keep it in striking mode and try to knock out Khalil Roundtree as soon as possible. Because just like I said, if the fight does go the full distance, we're not really sure how Gokan Saki is going to react and how uh, how good his cardio really is how how much stamina he's gonna have until the end of the fight and for Khalil, Khalil Roundtree one key to success for him is for him to try to actually tire out you know counteract to what Gokon Saki is doing so pretty much try to tire out Gokon Saki he could keep keep he needs to keep out of Gokan Saki's range and try to stay away, try to keep him running around the cage so that Gokan Saki actually gets tired out. And in that manner, then Khalil Roundtree can potentially make counterattacks and um, actually uh, he needs to take the fight to the full distance in order to win the side through decision. And, um, you know, he could actually let Gokan Saki throw all the strikes that he wants but he just needs to watch out uh, for, for himself not to get uh, knocked out. But if he actually allows Gokan Saki to, to throw all of those punches and strikes, then he's definitely allowing him to get tired and tired and more gassed out. And in that manner, he can, uh, you know, uh, win this fight through a smart um, and, and thoughtful way in a way. So this fight is going to be super exciting and what a phenomenal way to actually open up the main card of this UFC 226 card. Okay, now moving on, the next fight on the main card is, oh my gosh, the fight between Michael Chiesa and Anthony Pettis. You guys already know Anthony Pettis is a former lightweight champion of the UFC. And Michael Chiesa, he's also one of the uh, top contenders in, in, in his division. Now, unfortunately, Michael Chiesa was supposed to fight um, previously when, I forget what which card it actually was, but the uh, the card that featured Joanna Janjajic and um, Rose Nama Yunus and um, darn I forget I believe it was like the New Year's Eve um, fight card I can't believe which one it was but it was the one that Conor McGregor just broke in and broke um, the 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 <laughs> the glass of the bus and um, Michael Chiesa was one of those unfortunately people that unfortunately got injured really horribly and caught his um, the the glass because of the glass shattering uh oh, oh my god his forehead was just so bloodied up and 
it wasn't clear to actually fight the next day so that was very unfortunate for him but now here he is fingers crossed hopefully things go well this time around so michael kias is finally fighting this time around and now against the anthony Pettis, who has been so dangerous, always so dangerous in his um, uh, career, in his uh, MMA career. So Michael Chiesa, his um, jiu-jitsu is actually really good. And um, of course, that doesn't really take anything away from how good his um, striking is also. But Anthony Pettis, he's a well-rounded fighter, I would say, because he's had so much experience in in the field. And um, whether if the fight does go to the ground or if it's still just um in striking mode he's going to be successful um regardless and um because he actually has a really high um fighting iq and um even if in the most dangerous situations anthony pettis knows has uh, knows how to actually come out of the situations and make things um go the other way and in, 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 in his own favor so that's how good of a fighter anthony pettis is but because these two guys They've been so washed, especially for for their past few fights, their recent fights. It's just really hard to say who's going to win this fight because the fight, I feel like it's going to be so close. And uh, so the key to success for Michael Chiesa, I would say, is to um, try to actually take the fight to the ground. I feel like that's uh, his way to go. And um, try to submit Anthony Pettis because uh, especially um, as of recently, Anthony Pettis, his um, past few losses have been through just giving up, unfortunately. And whether it, it's been through TKO or um, a submission, like a, a rear naked choke that he couldn't really bear anymore. It's been through those ways. And for Anthony Pettis to win this fight, try to knock out Michael Chiesa. I know it's going to be a very hard task to do for him, but it, it is possible. If he tries, I feel like he's going to achieve it. So this fight, definitely do watch this fight. Anthony Pettis versus Michael Chiesa. All right. So, okay, let's see how much time we have. All right. So, okay, I'm going to quickly talk about these fights. So the third last fight of the evening. Oh, my goodness. Francis Ngannou is back and he's fighting Derek Lewis. Francis Ngannou, he previously lost to the current uh, heavyweight champion, Sipi Miocic, but here he is now still the number one contender in the heavyweight division, fighting off against Derek Lewis. Okay, first things first, Francis Ngannou is going to win this fight, guys, and I will tell you why, because he has the knockout power. We've seen his knockout power many, many times. And I know in his past fight against Steven Miocic, he was sort of outsmarted by Steven Miocic. But Derek Lewis, I mean, no disrespect and no offense, but Derek Lewis, unfortunately, is no Steven Miocic. And I feel like Derek Lewis in this fight, he's trying to go uh, for, for striking mode and uh, trying to uh, primarily strike with um, Francis Ngannou. And um, if he does that, well, yeah, of course, Francis Ngannou is going to win this fight through a knockout or something similar. However, if Derek Lewis actually watched uh, Francis Ngannou's previous fight with um, Stipe Miocic well, and he studied it well, then he knows that if he does take the fight to the ground, if he's able to take down Francis Ngannou, if he's able to tire out Francis Ngannou so that he's able to take him down, then... You know, things could potentially go his way, Derek Lewis's way, because we've seen that Francis Ngannou's biggest weakness is his wrestling and that he 
really can't defend takedowns because he's always relied on his knockout power and he hadn't really predicted that the fight could potentially go to the ground. But this time around, has Francis Ngannou actually learned from his mistake? Has he gone back and learned what to do and what not to do so that he's more successful in his upcoming fights? I would say he has because Francis Ngannou is one of the superstars that we need to watch out for. And um, he's, okay, it would be ridiculous if he did not work on his wrestling for, for this particular fight, okay? So I would say this fight is going to be still really interesting, but definitely, oh my goodness, we're running out of time. But I definitely do um, uh, watch out for what Francis Ngannou has coming up. All right. Oh my goodness. Oh no, we don't have time to break down the main car, the main event in the co-main. But the co-main is Max Holloway versus Brian Ortega. The, definitely do watch this fight, guys, because Ortega has phenomenal submission game. And Holloway, Holla, he is the champion. There's a reason why he's the champion. And Miocic versus Daniel Cormier, oh my goodness, no more words to explain this uh, particular fight because it's going to be so exciting and just watch and see how these titans bring it on, baby. So that is all I have for you guys today. Unfortunately, we ran out of time. I, w I wish we had time to break down the co-main and the main, but unfortunately, you guys know how I am. Unfortunately, I talk a lot and okay, so definitely watch the fights. Um, on July 7th, guys. And um, if you want to catch up with our previous episodes, definitely do go to CFRE.ca or SoundCloud or iTunes. And just like I said, watch the fights on Saturday night. And until next time, it's your girl Janon right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.